0: This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine, covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Good morning, I'm Jim Lang and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, it's all quiet in the Kentucky Derby front now with all the Derby prep races in the bag, so to speak, but here at home horse racing remains the topic of discussion, namely the fact all our racetracks here in the province remain dark with no live racing at all being conducted because of the stay-at-home order. Ajax Downs is one of 15 racetracks under the Ontario Racing Management umbrella and the only quarter horse track in the province And prior to the lockdown. They were planning for a May 12th opening day, but like their thoroughbred and standardbred counterparts, the track remains in a state of uncertainty of when there will be live racing this year. Nick Kokis is VP of Racing for Ajax Downs, and he joins us today to talk about the effect that the delayed opening day would have on the track's horsemen, and especially the owners and breeders who make up the quarter horse racing community in Ontario. Also on today's show, and still on the subject of the province's horse racing lockdown, we are once again joined by the Horsemen's Benevolent Protective Association of Ontario, President Sue Leslie, friend of the show. The HBPA is an association that has represented the thoroughbred owners and trainers since 1950 and also provides benevolence programs for the important backstretch workers. And with today's planned opening day, it would by now shelve We'll find out from Sue what measures are being taken by your association to assist the thoroughbred community going forward. And finally, well, he's back. The man! Well, sort of. Although my co-host Larry Simpson is away for his co-hosting duties today and we will tell you why, he will once again later in the show try to stiff out some potential betting opportunities and provide a betting gem or two at some of North America's tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day. It's going to be a great show, and you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action, because Larry's got the plan. When we come back, Ajax Downs, Nick Join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies
0: 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on
2: 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbind's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets, straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available on Android and Apple devices.
0: This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry
1: Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and before I introduce to you our first guest, I just have to mention that my usual co-host Larry Simpson is missing in action today. Well, for good reason. Of course, You've heard all about his battle with lymphoma, and Larry's getting some treatment, so he's on his way, and part of treatment, the treatment continues for his lymphoma, so we're doing things a little bit differently today, and maybe for the next few shows where Larry deals with his lymphoma, as always, you can get more info about our campaign Uh, The Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. Get all the information. Go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies to find out more information. And we're wishing Larry nothing but good luck and good health as he deals with lymphoma. Well, there are many racetracks across North America doing great work, and one of them in Ontario Racing responsible for managing and marketing of the 15 racetracks in the province of Ajax Down, Nick Koukas. He's doing great work. The only quarter-horse racetrack we have, the track had planned to open May the 12th, the date which remains, to say in the least, cloudy at the present time. Nick is the track's VP of racing, joins us now to talk more about Ajax Downs and potential challenges facing the quarter-horse racetrack industry. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate it.
3: No problem, Jim. Just to correct you a little bit, I'm the former VP of racing at Ajax Mounds. I have retired, and ah. uh, Emilio Trotta is our uh, new uh, chief uh, executive officer, general manager there, but I still do some work uh, for uh, Ajax and Emilio.
1: Okay, well, good stuff, and if you want more details of what they do, you can go to their Twitter feed, at Ajax Downs. Uh, uh, for people maybe more, um, I guess, knowledgeable about thoroughbred racing, standardbred racing, before we get too much into it, talk about the quarter horse track and quarter horse industry and, and, and its place in Ontario horse racing.
3: Well, I think it's it's got a, a very solid place in Ontario horse racing. Uh, we, we built the new track uh, back in 2009, which I was a part of, uh, prior to that, we, we were uh, running on a J-track for about 40 years prior to that. And, uh, you know, we, we built a state-of-the-art state facility out in Ajax, wonderful track, uh, five-eighths of a mile. We could, go, uh, uh, we could go two turns there. We could have thoroughbred racing in the future. We could have standardbred racing. We've got it all there. It's just a wonderful facility out in Ajax.
1: And how many horses would be on a typical race going head to head with each other?
3: Well, we we do have a a gate of 10, so we could have 10 horses going in a quarter horse race uh, currently. Uh, We don't go beyond 10. Uh, There is a bit of a safety factor there.
1: May 12th was the anticipated start date. With everything going on, Ajax Downs, what do you think they're doing? Are they looking at May 30th, June? Or is it just up in the air? You have to work with doug ford and what's going on with the province
3: you know i i don't want to say that we're not going to start on may 12th but i'm a betting man i'd probably say may 12th is probably going to be pushed back uh which is not what we want to do unfortunately we had to push back our training schedule which was supposed to start this week uh, but uh, we've decided to uh, move that uh, forward i mean we're very very sensitive to to the needs of of the Ontario people right now. And we are in the middle of a pandemic. Things are getting worse right now, unfortunately. And, you know, we, we, we need to do our part to protect uh, not only our people, but the people of Ontario right now.
1: Nick, how did you get into the court horse racing?
3: Uh, I I was working uh, in the thoroughbred business for many, many years. I was the executive director of the HBBA. And when I left there, at, at the end of uh, 2008, uh, Norm Peacoff, who uh, is the owner of Ajax Downs, called me up and said, hey, listen, uh, how'd you like to come out and uh, 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 run racing, uh, quarter horse racing? And I said, wow, what a great opportunity. New racetrack, slots at racetrack program was going real strong out there. And I figured, hey, let's, uh, let's do this. And. It's been an incredibly uh, great experience for me.
1: Now, uh, my esteemed co-host Larry Simpson thinks you are a, a quite a fair, more than fair handicapper, and we would be remiss, Nick, if we didn't get your thoughts on the Kentucky Derby coming up in a few weeks and what your thoughts on maybe some horses we should keep an eye on.
3: So I would look at something out of Bob Stable uh, uh, coming from California because he's just been tremendous in that. So, um that's that's the way that's the way I would lean on being a little conservative in that but who knows.
1: Any thoughts on Mandaloon? We've heard a lot about it from a lot of people in Louisiana.
3: Yeah, uh, again, he's got he's got he's got to show up against the big boys and uh, uh, he he has been impressive though.
1: Nick uh, thank you so much for doing this. People want to get more details. Go to their Twitter Twitter feed, at Ajax Downs. Keep up the great work, and thank you for educating our listeners about Quarter Horse, and hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, we're back to racing on all levels in the province sooner rather than later.
3: Come out and visit us when we're allowed to have fans back. You'll love the experience at Ajax Downs.
1: It's going to happen. Talk to you later, Nick. Thank you. When we come back, Sue Leslie of the HBPA Ontario. Once again, friend of the show, joining us on Ponies 24-7, The Radio Magazine. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned.
0: Ponies 24-7, The Radio Magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back
2: on 105.9 The Region.
4: Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to ontarioracing.com
0: and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Welcome back to the show. Sue Leslie, she is well-known across Ontario, the HBPA's president, no stranger to the show, and joins us this morning on a day that was supposed to be the curtain raiser for Woodbine Silverbread Racing season. Sue, welcome back to the show. It's greatly appreciated for our listeners and horse racing fans across the province.
5: Well, thank you, Jim, and good morning to you and to all those that are tuning in. Uh, I wish we were sitting in a better place and a happier spot for horse racing, but unfortunately we're not.
1: Well, I guess that's where we begin is the current state of horse racing in the province. What have you heard in your role from the province and the governing bodies about any potential to get things restarted or started, I guess, to start with at Woodbine for the 2021
5: season? The government now has, I believe, has an appreciation for the um, horse racing industry being able to operate with a high degree of safety. I think that between Woodbine and HBPA, obviously Jim has Lawson has spent a tremendous amount of time on this as well. Um, I think we've we've crossed the threshold of them now at least understanding how a racetrack operates. The fact that the um, people who train the horses in the morning are in fact the same people that bring the horses over in the afternoon. So I think from that from an educational point of view, that health officials, the premier, the mayor, um, all understand now, which I think a while back, they didn't really understand how we operate and how it all fitted. I think they understand the fit now. The problem, of course, that we're facing, as is so many other industries right now, is this virus just will not relent. The numbers keep going up. They're up again today, and the forecast does not look good. So I think that for the premier, at this point of time, to announce the reopening of anything would be extremely, extremely challenging. I don't think we're sitting in a good place today. Now, that could change a week from now or even days from now. On the other hand, if this virus and the uh, variants continue to spread the way they are, we, we could continue in a delay, no doubt about it.
1: Well, Sue, so as frustrating as, as that has been, is it equally frustrating or maybe even more frustrating that your voices and the voices of the horse racing industry in Ontario seemingly have not been heard by uh, the people in charge over the last few weeks?
5: Uh, I'm not so disappointed in what's happened the last few weeks. I'm very disappointed in what happened last year and last fall. Um, you know, I don't think we should have been shut down in, in uh November, and when I say we, I'm talking about the thoroughbred part of the industry. Um, I think that more work should have been done at that time uh, on behalf of the government to change how we're rated in terms of closures. Unfortunately, that didn't happen despite all our work and the work of Woodbine, the work of Ontario Racing on behalf of all three breeds. Um, It just did fall on dead ears at that point. And it wasn't, I don't think, until more recent months that we finally got their attention to understand how we operate. Unfortunately, the timing of that seems that it's collided with the increase in the uh, variants and, and people being hospitalized. And I think now it's just put all of us, including the government, in an untenable situation to try to run racing. So my disappointment is that this should have been addressed A long time ago and it didn't get addressed by government and that's what's led us to where we are
1: here here speaking with sue leslie from the hbpa the president of the association and and sue i I think the reality in the horse racing industry is the owners they need income coming in just to maintain their stable of horses how long do they ride it out until they have to make the tough decision to start shipping out some of their horses to american tracks who are running
5: listen my heart bleeds for all of the members of the horse racing industry, but gee, our poor owners, the the costs of maintaining a healthy horse are big. You know, if you can give them hope, if you can give them an end in sight, if you can give them a date, then I think their love of the game and the love of their horses, for the most part, keeps them going. I think the uncertainty is the absolute worst thing for owners when they get these huge training bills, vet bills, uh, blacksmith bills, shipping bills, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and they have no idea when they're going to race. And I think that is that is probably the most concerning thing from my point of view about owners either racing elsewhere, uh, devoiding themselves of their horses, selling them off to other jurisdictions, because across America, they're running. The racetracks are all running. There's very, very few exceptions. Some of them are even running with a minimal amount of spectators. So there's other, there's other ways for owners to address this, but that's not in the, be- in the best interest of the Ontario horse racing industry because if we get to the point where we don't have horse supply, we can't put the races on. So our, our owners, to me, are the key to this. They, they are what keeps the industry going uh, in Ontario. You know, there's always this big controversy: is it the better or is it the owner that keeps the industry going? Well, betters have got plenty of other places to go to bet, but our owners we can't afford we can't afford to lose them, and that is a major concern. I'm certainly fielding a lot of calls and emails from them. I assure you.
1: Oh, I, I can only imagine, Stuart, and I, and I think about the the unsung heroes of any horse racing industry, and that's the backstretch workers who you don't really realize until they're showing the video on our dark horse apps or HPI and you're seeing the horses paraded from the stables to the starting gate, you realize how many people work in the backstretch to make a horse, you know, track function on a daily basis.
5: Yeah, Thousands and thousands of workers across Ontario, probably, you know, in the top, well, certainly in the top tier of the most hardworking people you're going to find. They love their horses and, you know, some of them are there at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's, they're just a very dedicated, kind of unique kind of human being. And it's all about the love of the horse. It's, it's just something that becomes a lifestyle. It becomes who you are. And it's almost like an addiction. <laughs> yeah. But they're suffering too. Of course they're suffering because um, this limits their ability to get bonuses. Uh, horses become more hard to handle when you they're not allowed to let off the steam, so to speak, because they are they are hot uh, racehorses. So it's like it's hard and that's you know, when you when you talk about the owners that are that are paying out the bills, you know, you, you see these hard working people on the backside who have a very limited capacity in terms of their income. You see them working their hearts out and they're doing that because they want to see their horse race. They want to be the proud uh, person that helped develop a horse to get to the winner's circle. So they're being deprived of of the joy of why they do all the work they do. So it's it's very sad, Jim. It's sad.
1: It is, too, and as you say, until we get these numbers under control, there's not much we can do. I guess in closing, for listeners who would like their voices heard to let their local politicians know that they're passionate about horse racing and want to see it start up again, should what email their local MPP. Is that maybe the best route of action right now?
5: Sure, email or phone your local MPPs. Make sure that they truly understand how desperate the situation is for horse racing. Because, again, if we lose our owner base, that means we lose our horse inventory. And if we lose our horse inventory, then we struggle to put on competitive races that the uh, betting public, our customers, are going to be interested in wagering. So it's all a vicious circle. Contact your local MPPs. Write the mayor. Write the premier. Write the minister of uh, ag. Um, You know, and anyone uh, in government positions that you know or that you have a neighbor that knows or a brother that knows. We've got to keep horse racing right in front of them so that as soon as they're able politically to start letting things open up a bit, we're on the top of the list. And I can assure you the HBPA and and Woodbine and Ontario Racing, I don't speak for the standard bread and quarter horse industry, but I know they're all over this too. And I think if we all... uh, we all join hands, and we all make the effort to keep this front and center, then we should be one of the industries on the very, very early list of getting open back up.
1: Here, here, Sue, again, always an absolute pleasure to speak with you and keep up the good fight. There's a lot of people in your corner, including Larry and myself. Thank you so much for doing this again.
5: Thank you. Be well. Be well, Jim.
1: You too. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, so make sure that your Dark Horse app and your HBA accounts are all ready to work overtime today. Stick around. Larry's coveted ponies picks of the day are next.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region.
4: the best and safest online betting options get your horsepower at ontario racing.com and experience the excitement ontario racing three breeds one vision
0: this is 1059 the region ponies 24 7 the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by woodbine woodbine mohawk park and ontario racing over to your hosts jim lang and larry simpson
1: Well, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine be without a couple of betting opportunities and a possible betting gems or two as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day. But hang on, just before the picks come, there were some big awards handed this week with horse racing in Ontario, in Canada. Larry, tell us about it.
6: Yes, uh, on Thursday night was the Sovereign Awards, uh, Jim, and – yeah, there was some uh, great results. Uh, Mighty Heart and uh, Larry Cordes. Uh, Mighty Larry Cortis was on our show last year, so he's a friend of the show, you could say. Uh, he was uh, named Horse of the Year in Canada, and which was a, a good honour for the horse that had won two-thirds of uh, Canadian Triple Crown. And just a note of interest, Mighty Heart is starting his 2021 campaign today at Keeneland in the 8th race in a... Uh, Optional claiming eighty thousand, an allowance race. So uh, good luck to him there. And uh, also award winners, uh, uh, Tall Oaks uh, Stable, um, uh, Ivan Dallas and uh, and uh, his daughter, uh, uh, you know, who we had on the show. Um, you know they they were named breeder of the year, and um, also the um, Ho- uh, trainer of the year went to Mark Cassie. So um, you know lots of uh, friends of the show involved.
1: But Larry, I think the bottom line is before we get to the picks, when you hear about all these award winners and the work they're doing and, and the appearances they've made in our show, horse racing, mm-hmm. despite the pandemic and despite government restrictions is still very much alive and well in this province. The passion for it, the the need for it is still very great in Ontario.
6: It is. And, uh, it's, it's, it gets in your blood, right? Everybody, uh, was kind of born into this business and, uh, you, you see that with, uh, you know, Mark Cassie and, uh, you know, uh, basically anybody that's involved in this business. It's being generational. And, uh, you know, as long as you got people like that, I think we're going to be okay.
1: And I look at Tall Oaks and, and the torch being passed from father to daughter and the daughter using modern social media and modern technology techniques to extend the reach and really reaching out to some. And me, my wife is not a horse racing fanatic, and I'm showing her photos what they're posting of these. these- you know, young horses, these foals being born, and she's like, "Oh my god!" So there are people following their Twitter feed and their social media just to see photos of newborn horses, which is getting eyes and getting people maybe interested in the sport.
6: Exactly, and we had Colleen Dallas on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we spoke about that, and spoke about how you know it's so important to get new people into the business, and they're doing their part. And now Colleen is part of the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's board of directors, and. Working on trying to get their sale, uh, their yearling sale, reposition, and we get some new people involved buying yearlings uh, in September. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we need we need more people like like Colleen Dallas and and her father Ivan to, uh, and, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, I think that uh, people are starting to realize that uh, you got to pass the torch and, and and let's get some more people in there.
1: Here, here, uh, get your HPI, get your Dark Horse accounts ready because it's Larry. Simpson ponies picks of the day. You know it. You love it. You can't get enough of it.
6: Larry, hit us. Okay. Well, hopefully we have some uh, good luck like we did last week. Uh, just to kind of reiterate, we, uh, you know, kind of were are bang on with our our, our picks, and uh, you know, I think our picks last week kind of showed the uh, uh, importance of multiple angles uh, on on horses and that. And so that's kind of what I've kind of specialized in when I've handicapped in the past and that. So. I'm going to look at Oakland Park Race 8 today, uh, which is a maiden special way. The mile is 16th on the, on the dirt. The number 4 horse, Right Tone, is a horse that I've been actually following since his first start. I've put him on my watch list, and today will be Right Tone's third lifetime start. So that's third off the layoff, which is a, a, a big angle. Um, he also starts for the first time with an inside post of number 4. His first two starts, he got post 11 and post 10. And they're not really the post you want to be at, especially with a, a young horse and also uh, you know, on, a, on a, a track like Oakland Park. So I think uh, this horse should improve today. He doesn't really have to improve that much to be successful, I think. He has a nice five furlong work, another angle heading into today. And I think uh, the other important part is in both of the starts that Right Tone has had to date, he's closed some ground, even though he's raced wide throughout. So I think today's mile and the 16th should hit him right between the blinkers. So, uh, Oakland Park, race eight, number four, right tone. Uh, let's go to Gulfstream Park now. Race 12 is a mile in the 16th on the turf for $16,000 maiden claimers, fillies and mares. Canadian jockey, Chantelle Sutherland is riding there now and she's been kind of making the most of her riding opportunities. And I think she's got a very good chance with number three, hardly social in this race.
1: I've been reading this a lot about her,
6: Larry. I'm excited about this. Exactly. Uh, she's winning at about 20% with uh, the few mounts that she's got. And uh, I've watched her a couple of times this week, and she seems to be back to the old Chantel. So, uh, and I think this filly was claimed for um, uh, 16,000 two starts back, and then they moved her up uh, You know, in that race that she was claimed out of. She was a big favorite in there. And she was uh, just beaten. She was moved up to 25,000 her last start. She really wasn't embarrassed. She got beat by just over three lengths. So they dropped her back down, which is a natural thing to do, to a 16,000 claimer today. And that should just be what the doctor ordered. So Gulfstream Park, race 12, number 3, hardly social, was Chantel Sutherland. And then uh, my final pick is Santa Anita, because we always like to go for the, uh, our late betters. Uh, race 4, number 7, Zorich. It's a 16,000 claimer and uh, one mile and uh, on the dirt. And I think this is probably the easiest field that Zorik has seen since uh, well, the last five or six races. And his last race, actually, he looked like he was going to win, but he just was overmatched by the actual overall winner, and he held second. But since then, he's had two good works, including five furlongs, and he gets a rider change to Ruben, uh, excuse me, Ruben Fuentes, Interestingly enough, Fuentes is not really a high winning percentage jockey, but for trainer Andrew Lerner, when they've teamed up, they've won 22% of their uh, mounts or wins, you could say, over the last four years. So 22%, that's a pretty high win percentage. So Santa Anita, Race for number 7, Zorich.
1: As always, HPI and Dark Horse, get your accounts ready. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, and it's a beauty, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And more important than ever, because Larry's going through a lot of treatment right now, don't forget about the Ponies two four-seven Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, Stick around 1059 of the region all weekend long. We have the feed, York Region's only magazine show, The Legend and Roamer Next. I'll be back Monday morning. Larry, Good health. Good luck with your treatment. Uh, We'll be looking for you soon. You know, all the horse racing community in Ontario is pulling for you, my friend.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.